0: Hey everybody, and welcome to a throbbing Wild Ride with Steve-O. Can we say, whoa, we got Joey Lawrence this week, star of hit shows like Blossom, and he's graced the cover of every teeny bopper heartthrob magazine there ever was, man. What a treat it was to talk to this guy, and I gotta say, to this day, he is very good-looking. So maybe you want to consume this content with a little bit of privacy. I'm just saying. Maybe you just love privacy like I do. Maybe you care about cybersecurity like I do. That's why I use NordVPN. It's the fastest virtual private network out there, and it costs barely what a cup of coffee costs per month. And I'm telling you, it prevents people from snooping around in your bank details, your passwords, taking your online identity. I'm telling you, the safety from NordVPN is what I love, especially when I'm traveling. And boy, do I have a deal for you. If you go to NordVPN, that's N O R D V P N dot com slash Stevo, you get a huge discount plus a free gift. And it's totally risk-free with NordVPN's 30-day money-back guarantee. Absolutely no risk, total cybersecurity, and you can treat yourself to content from all around the world that would otherwise be geo-blocked. So head over to nordvpn.com slash stevo to jump on this deal, and let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, Joey Lawrence. Hey, Yeah, how you doing, man? Dude, the original J Law. That's right.
1: You're right about that. You're I right stole about that. that. From That's Scott. funny. How'd you come up with that? Yeah, <laughs> man.
0: Scott said that before you uh, came in the van. I said, dude, I'm stealing that.
1: You can do it. It's great. It's true. It really is. You're true. the original. This the original. is my 40th year of doing this. Is that crazy? Wow. <laughs> I,
0: I mean, dude, it's it's insane. Yeah, I saw on your Wikipedia uh, years active 1982 to right. present. Right. Right, it's my 40th
2: year. And that's commercials yeah.
1: you started doing. Started commercials in New York when I was a little kid and did uh, like several of them that first year. You know, I think we did like 60 national commercials or something like that in a wow. year, which is, you know, that's crazy, right? You don't realize, but, uh, and then it was one of those classic things back when, you know the legends were still sort of around us. You know Carson's guys saw that, and mm-hmm. I was all over the TVs. You know Tylenol commercials and Kool-Aid commercials, all these things. Yeah. And they're like, let's get this little kid on. You know, and um, I had to go audition. I had to go out to California. They flew me out from Philadelphia, which is where I'm from. And uh, I was tapping. I had been tapping for like two years because I love to dance. Tap
0: dancing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From the time I was like wow. three and a half.
1: So when I was five, I was I could tap a little bit. You know, I guess. So they. That's his way of saying.
0: He ripped. Yeah. Well, I really- so they brought me. <laughs> so they brought me. Out to
1: California, and uh I'll never forget my mom flew out with me and they put us up at the Sheridan, uh, which is still there. That A Sheridan Universal? with the Orange Neon, that same hotel, yeah. yeah. Um, I think and we use
0: that for everybody uh, around Jackass. Yeah. I'm sure. Jackass. Yeah, that's, it's still like the predominant hotel for this area. Yeah, we Out dropped your bus
2: off there too when we,
0: we did the. That, that was where we did the put this podcast with the Dan It was parked there. Oh, yeah, that's, that's great. Right.
1: Yeah. yeah, so I, and I went and auditioned at the old NBC studios. Uh, Carson was in the room and Ed DeCorda, his producer, and everyone was smoking in there. I remember that. And it was like shag carpet. And they said, What can you do? So we had an interview and they said, What can you do? I said, Well, I can tap. And they said, Great. They said, so I had my boombox with me and my song prepared, you know, to tap. But there was carpet. What, what,
0: what were, were you tapping to? Something you're supposed to tap to, or was it like? Well,
1: like, I had prepared something. My tap teacher gave me like, give my regards to Broadway. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So were okay. yeah. you too
2: young to be nervous at that point? Or were I was you not like, nervous. Oh, shit, no, I was. Not, I had no idea.
1: What I mean, a cool
0: I, question. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. had no
1: idea, really. I mean, I, he looked like exactly like my grandfather, which he really did, and. He was cool and I knew my parents said, this is like, this is pretty cool, so go in there and do your best. So I was just doing my best. I didn't really understand the the magnitude of what that was, but I told him I couldn't tap. I said, listen, I can't tap in here because there's there's no hard floors. And Johnny was sitting behind this massive desk, true story, and so you
0: said get on the desk?
1: They cleared the desk off and, Dead I, and he picked me up and put me on the desk and they pressed play and I guess I did a good job because we walked out of there and we literally got back to the hotel and we went home and when we got home there was an answering machine message from Brandon Tartikoff, who was running NBC at the time, they said, listen, Johnny, you know, loved it, we want to have him back on the show and you know, there was an hour and a half back then, so mm-hmm. uh, big Friday night show, so I flew right back. Uh, and you know. so,
0: so, so this tap dancing on the desk actually happened on live television?
1: No, it didn't. It was my audition. Okay, it was good. Because unless you were, like, really famous. Right, right. You had to go in there and sort of, like, I mean, Carson, you know, that was back then when, if you were on Carson the next day, like, everything changed. I yeah. mean, you launched Seinfeld. I mean, it, the list right. goes on and on and on. Don Rickles, you know, all that stuff was on there and then all of a sudden, like, became Household Name. Mm-hmm. So... Um, so they said, Johnny's going to have him on. He's going to come out, do a quick interview, and he'll probably let him sing and tap dance one song. I had two prepared, but he said just one. So I had to re- I, re- I rehearsed with Doc Severinsen in the band. I'll never forget that. The floor was this black lacquer, which was oh, really slippery. I was so
0: heartbroken that they didn't have you tap on the desk. I know. it were
1: not I mean,
0: dude, it's so much cooler. I
1: know. So I went out there <laughs> and did my thing, and they said... We're gonna do the song and then talk a little bit. And uh, apparently the conversation went really well because it's it was on like the best of tapes. You know, I told wow. them that I was up. The only time I'd seen the show is when I was up vomiting, which is true. And I guess you know Johnny with the deadpan to the audience was just brilliant. I didn't understand any of that, but sure. looking back, I do. And then uh, when I'm
0: up vomiting, why, why would you be up vomiting? I was six. It was late. I was six. So was <laughs> yeah. the only time
1: I was up, I could ever see the show. <laughs> you know? I'm thinking like, are
2: you were you, hungover, like, no, I just, like, no, I you hung over? Like at 5 like when you were drunk?
0: I was sick of my stomach. I whatever it was. I had the flu.
2: My parents. Like I was in
1: my parents' room, I was vomiting, and Carson was on. You right. know, as it was in seventy percent of the households in the right, United right, States, yeah, he was trying to
0: have a career in show business, he didn't keep his figure. Right. <laughs> that's oh right. God, <laughs> that's he was up vomiting right. already. Yeah. But wait, so at the
3: time, you're introed as like, this is just some kid. He's a great talent. He's and we're a gonna great bring talent.
1: You've probably seen him all over the television on oh, okay. Tylenol commercials and Coca Cola commercials, Amazing. and that. We thought we'd have him on to have some fun. Johnny would do that from time to time. See, and, that's great. And uh, I guess I kicked butt on the first number. So the interview went so well that. That afterwards the producer came up and said, listen, we're going to have you talk more and go back out and do the second song. So I was on for like like ah. 18 minutes, which as you wow. know is unheard of. Yeah. I mean, it's, it just doesn't happen. So, And Joan Rivers, I guess, followed me out afterwards when I was done and they saw me off. She came out on her knees and was like, there's no way I can follow that. So the next day... NBC called and said, "Listen, we'd love to sign him, and we have a couple of pilots." And so I started doing. I did uh, a a pilot for NBC with Bob Denver called Scamps that Sherwood Schwartz created, right? Mm -hmm. Brady Bunch and all that. And then, and then I did a pilot uh, that was Ron Howard's first directing job called Little Shots with. Uh, a bunch of young kids that went on to do great things, and um, finally they put me and give me give me a break, which worked and got picked up. And wow! Was...
0: So, Bob Denver. I mean, I'm just that that tripped me up because Bob Denver was that uh, like a, sort of a country musician, "Country Road," take me home. No, no, oh, no, no. the actor, the actor. Oh, yeah, John Denver. John <laughs> Denver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Bob Denver was Gilligan. You ever see Gilligan's uh, Island?
0: Bob Denver was Gilligan. Yeah, yeah. yeah there yeah. we
1: oh, go. So, oh, oh,
3: Gilligan.
2: Yeah,
1: Gilligan. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Gilligan. yeah So. Sherwood uh, sure Schwartz did
2: Gilligan's Island too, right? He did.
1: He produced that too. He was one of those epic, you know, producers, you know, yeah. Yeah. like Norman Lear, you know, did a bunch of great shows like that. Spelling. He's like a, yeah. like a spelling guy, yeah. You know, had a bunch of great shows in the in the golden age of TV, you know? Uh, so they they put me in two pilots, didn't go, and then they had just shot a, a, a show with um, a Tony Award winner, Nell Carter, who was like a triple threat, multi talented, amazing, funny lady who could sing and, and dance and everything. And she had her own show called Give Me a Break, you know, which was groundbreaking at the time yeah. in 1982. And, uh, Uh, They were going to add a little little kid to it, and they they shot the pilot and and were like, we need something before we go to series, and so they put me in that, and that show became a massive hit, and that was kind of how I got my start with NBC.
0: And you're not shuttling back and forth between Philly and L.A. to do all these jobs. You kind of just made the move.
1: I was. Believe it or not, we did not officially move. We, we, We bought a house here. We rented a house, then we bought a house, but we didn't officially move here till like, 95 you
0: know, wow. Yeah. What
2: was that law that uh, all that they are talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did We've you... had a
0: bunch of people that talked yeah. about that law. The, um, law. the, yeah, Coug- the Freddy, Freddy Kruger law. Yeah, the <laughs> Freddy Krueger law. Freddy Krueger. Yep, the guy with the yeah, spikes. Yeah, yeah. He told
1: you to put your money away, and yeah. you did it because yeah. he'd yeah. kill you if you right. didn't. No. Your, your
0: parents are only allowed to blow eighty-five percent of your money. Well, that's what's <laughs>
1: right. Yeah, we're gonna we're, we're gonna save twenty percent for you. Yeah, we'll have nothing else. But no, uh, yeah. I mean, they do that. It goes into a you know a trust account, a blocked trust account, certain portion of it. Well, how? were your
3: parents though with managing their, sorry there's like a B in here and I'm allergic to B so I got the shoe You're but um is
1: there a, there's a, there's a B in here?
0: I hate to overstate the obvious but there's also a B in boner and if you want to get a serious boner then may I suggest you try blue chew tablets because they are delicious chewable tablets with the same active ingredient as both Viagra and Cialis except they cost only a fraction of the price and if you th- ever thought it might be fun to try these boner tablets let me assure you it is a hoot i have the best time with it and you don't have to go to an awkward visit to the doctor to get your blue chew tablets because all you got to do is go to bluechew.com and consult with a medical provider right there on the site and it's quick and it's easy and when you use the promo code stevo you get an entire month's supply of blue chew tablets absolutely for free. All you have to pay is $5 for shipping. Again, if you ever thought it might be fun to try some of these tablets, you were right and you should. So go to bluechew.com, use the promo code stevo and get an entire month's supply of bluechew tablets for free. All you got to pay is 5 bucks for shipping. So hop on it and have a blast. Now, let's see what happened with that bee.
3: There's like a big bee. There's a gnarly bee well, up go there. Go get it. I come hate on, bees dude. too,
0: man. Do you, do you, have a, <laughs> you know what's funny about bees? <laughs> yeah, Here's I the, have an here's the deal about bees. I love bees.
1: Vital to you know everything. Where you do this, But here's the deal. They don't leave your ass alone. Like you know that theory. If you don't bother it, it won't bother you. I know. Yeah, well, energy. You're like, talking to
2: the bee expert right yeah. here. Hey,
1: I've been stung. I haven't been doing shit. I've been sitting there in a chair. Yeah. Like, Look at the bees. Great. Bees great. <laughs> they come. They, that bee just stung me. I didn't do anything to yeah. that bee. Nothing. Right? I got a that was close eye on this.
0: Every time with bees, like I, yeah. if, I, if I just chilled, nothing happened. And then there's a bee scene in our new Jackass movie. <laughs> the second those bees came out, they just started lighting me up. Really? How many? You well, got stung a shit. lot? I didn't do shit. I, I didn't deserve it. I
3: heard it's a carbon dioxide thing. <laughs> Maybe bees have changed. Like they've yeah, changed man, their tune. Angry, they, they just if if you need to get it. Get it, bro. You uh, know but where. I'm afraid if I swing at it, then he's.
0: Ah! <laughs> did he fly out? He flew out. There you go. Yeah. Holy shit! Dude, that was, dude, that was pretty awesome. Funny. <laughs> um, okay, he my knew, question: You felt he that
1: shoe. You like? <laughs> I know. Get yeah, you felt the shoe. Bro,
3: you feel it. Yeah. How were your parents with managing like a child star and the it money and the fame? My
1: parents and... were fine with all that. You know, I mean, it was. It wait, was wait, what
0: did they do? In their own careers. My
1: my uh, mother was a school teacher. Uh, okay. Had a master's degree in like early childhood development. Did all that kind of stuff. She taught like third grade. Amazing. And then my dad just sold like insurance. So yeah, they didn't. And you know, this was like out of the blue that it took off like this. So uh, you know, the family. We sort of every three weeks. My mom' school was very important. So I was enrolled in a in a little believe it or not, private little Quaker school because education was so good back there. It was a friend's school back on the East Coast. The friend's school system is like a really great school system. So you have Mm -hmm. Abingdon friends and Georgetown friends and all these things. Anyway, um, so she kept me, I was a lifer there. I graduated from there. Every three weeks I'd fly back, take all my tests. All my friends were from there. It was the greatest thing ever. And then for three years, in between Give Me a Break and Blossom, she pulled me completely out of the business except for commercials and a couple little movies here and there during the summer. But I had no schedule other than she wanted me enrolled in middle school. She thought it was paramount for development, you know, and relationships. And honestly, man, it was the greatest three years. I'm so glad I had it because the context, I never got caught up in any of that stuff. It was Mm. always like, this is my work, like Little League Baseball, that's how we treated it. Like traveling teams, you know, I got friends, dear they have children they travel all over the place my girls were both in, in dance leagues and we traveled to competitions sure. my parents and my mom was the same way she was like this is how we're going to treat it so it was never became my life it just became something I love to do um, and my friends all my friends were my school friends I didn't I'm like I knew everybody but I and, didn't have any actor friends you know like I wouldn't hang out with anybody wow. I would hang out with my friends from back east and, mm-hmm. and,
0: and the, the school was a Quaker school
1: yeah it was a Quaker school but it was just I mean that's probably think, better
0: because the experience that we've had talking to child stars is that there's this weird phenomenon where you're a child star you're successful you're you know talented you're like but you're you draw all of this bullying and like, yeah. you know, like no. it, it's, it's weird. And so I mean, like, I got a
1: little bit of that, you know, I think that we were, you know, it wasn't as highlighted as it is today. I think because of social media, it's like a platform, you know, not only, look, there was always been bullying. I mean, always. I got, you yeah, know, I got locked. You know, when I went, when I, it's funny, later on when I came back and I was for like seventh and eighth grade, you know, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, the high schoolers, you know, I was pretty famous by then. So all my friends, I had known them since I was five. Most of the kids, believe it, like 80% of my class were lifers so we grew up and graduated together it was That's cool uh, I, I mean again these things you don't realize how crazy wonderful that is and what a blessing that is but it, it was amazing mm-hmm. so but you know some of the high schoolers i got locked in the high school bathroom for like three hours you know <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah i mean i got you know there was a little bit of that i right. got made fun of because i'd come back with like doc martens you know and they'd be like what in it?" you know and, uh. and then sure enough but like Two months later, once they got to Philly, everybody was wearing them. You know, yeah, Everybody was copying yeah. me. So, right. you know, it, that stuff happens. But I feel like today there's such a platform for bullies to be emboldened that there's yeah. a lot more of it. Because I think that, just like anything else, you highlight somebody's yeah. bad behavior. And if they're drawn to that, it emboldens them. And now you hear about, you know, horrible things. But I got a little bit of that.
2: How old know? were you when you were doing Blossom?
1: I got that show when I was, uh, like, 13.
2: So then you went to high school while you were on mm-hmm. Blossom. Yeah, 13 and
1: 19. You mm-hmm. had the long hair. Yeah. Is that why you hated the long hair? That's why, well, I yes, because I didn't mind it until I couldn't change it, mm. you know, because that became oh, part of my character. yeah, you got stuck. So, yeah, so when that was over and, you know, and we did brotherly Love, I cut it. Fairly short, like the second season of that show. And then when I was done with that, uh, I uh, right after American Dreams, I just buzzed it, you know? Because that was like... I just wanted to do that. Yeah, like, Brit, thought, like like
0: Britney Spears. <laughs> thought, <laughs> <yeah>. ah, <laughs> rah, oh my yeah,
1: gosh! Oh ah, my like like god! Oh ah. my god! Yeah. So uh yeah. So that was sort of my thing, and it, then I had shave for a while. You
0: know? s- such a such a healthy, well-adjusted approach to to your career is what I'm hearing. You know, like, it
1: really was, man. I mean, look, it, it, it's always been. Look, there are ups and downs to everything. I'm still 40 years in. I haven't accomplished anything like a ton of stuff that I want that I don't want to and you see people getting shots that you wish you got it happens everybody you know and you wonder why and I've always had to work so hard to like reestablish things you know some people they get in that and then they just pop from one to one you know, the next one, the next one, you just wow, amazing.
0: I, it's pretty rare. It, it L- is longevity rare. is pretty rare. It is.
1: So for me, I've I've been around a long time, but there's been ups and downs and and I've had to really, really, really work to break down a lot of barriers along the way because you have that kind of success as a kid. It's great, but on the other side of it is you get typecast a lot and a lot of people think that you do your job really well. I mean at the end of the day, Matt LeBlanc was basically playing Joey Russo, right, at 25 on Friends. I mean, as a matter of fact, they named, you know, it was Joey Tribbiani. So, like, NBC knew exactly what was going on with those two things. Um, you know, as a matter of fact, Matt would, he, I think they had him come to the stage when they were shoot, when they were in their early development of Friends to watch how I was playing that character. Because when you play a dumb character, if he's innocent and he's a womanizer, you can get away with anything because he's not, like, a lecherous person. So Joey Russo got away with a lot of stuff because he was just innocent. You know, like, oh my right. god, I love boobs, they're amazing. That's not disrespectful. Because right. he's just being genuinely right. honest, you know? Sure. Right. Instead of like going, yeah, baby. You know, once it gets into that, and Matt LeBlanc did that beautifully at twenty-five. I was fifteen, so Matt LeBlanc was, you know, you get nominated you know, you get nominated, you get Golden Globes and things. At fifteen, they just think, Oh, that must be what he is, you know. So coming right, out right, of that, right, right. there's a there's a lot of transition that has uh-huh. to happen and you have to you have break down a lot of barriers that shouldn't be there because his actors that's what we get paid to do is play different characters. So, like, yeah. why wouldn't you be able to do that, you right. know? So, anyway, but it's been great, man. I'm still here. Still doing what I love to do. and Still 40 shockingly
0: years good looking, man. I'm I'm good I
1: mean, yeah, What's the uh, secret to the, to the fountain I mean, dude, of youth?
0: You're 45. I'll
1: be 46 in April, man.
0: I mean, Jesus. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, like have you just been, have you been uh, with the creams and, like, the... like?
1: You know, I... I've always, my my grandfather was, you know, he, he lived till 92, would have lived probably till 100 if he hadn't fallen. Classic case of like falling and just it going downhill quickly, but... He said, "You get one can. What you put in is, you know, what you get out of it." So it, I, I always, I was, I loved playing sports. And when I was working a lot, and especially on the blossom years, I, they didn't want me to play a lot of the. I played football and, you know, baseball, and I broke my thumb, and then that was it. Like they didn't want me playing any sports. So I started to put it into like just physical fitness, but like health, not, not about size, not about like how big can I get, not about how many plates can I put on there. It was always about physical health you know and Mm -hmm. if you're fit as a byproduct of being healthy then that's dope you know but it was not about like you know and like these guys like the rock and stuff they're just so big i mean i i don't want it that's awesome but that was never what it was for me you know um so that's part of it is that i've always tried to eat really clean um and i and i and i you know have whatever i want just in moderation i I don't believe in diets because i think as soon as you say no carbs (laughs) keto this keto this you're doomed because you gotta have whatever you want. If I want cookies, I eat them. Ice cream, pizza, I have it all. I just have it in moderation and I eat Good around it, you know. we're, yeah.
0: we're both like.
1: I'm so like shameful addict. of my. No, no, but <laughs> diet. No, no, no,
0: but that's no. Hey, if
3: man, Scott wants cookies and ice cream. He eats it too.
0: Yeah,
3: <laughs> you no, guys right. are on the same diet. So yeah, it's wow. partially
1: that. It's partially genetics. Inspiring. You know, my my grandfather looked awesome. I mean, he looked. You know, when 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 he was 90, he looked like 75. You know what I mean? He just did. I mean, 90. so my mom looks great. So, so I you know that's part genes. of it. Yeah,
0: I think it's genes. Because there are people who just did heroin and cocaine and well, like. And it just preserved them. You know, yeah, like That's
1: it, true. Mm-hmm. It can go one of two ways. All that stuff can right. preserve you or you fool around <laughs> like they always said, you know, you, you go nuts in your teens and your twenties and your thirties, it like shows up on your face in your forties. Right, and you're right, like, right, oh right, my right. god, what happened? But the body will disintegrate at some point, point. Um, and you know I don't know. I just try to, you it's, know, it's, I use creams. I like yeah. creams, man. I I haven't done you know like the surgeries. I don't I don't really want to do right. that because I think guys always look. Well, I don't you know. can't stop once right. you start. Well, doing yeah, that's that's the thing, like you, especially guys, like you start messing around with the eyes and it, yeah. you start to look different. Like guys you look, look like they get this weird, like they mm-hmm. just witnessed a murder thing, and like it <laughs> never <laughs> right. changes. Uh-huh. Just
3: like <laughs> you just want
1: to get the you know, eleven like, <laughs> All of a sudden, you're like <laughs> it's like this thing. Like what's happened? Why is he looking like that? It's like that's how he always looks now. You know. Just yeah. look old,
3: like dudes look good looking old. Same well, with the ladies; they don't. need You know, all that I think that there's either.
1: something to be said about a little bit of preservation, but but let it gracefully sort of happen. Because what happens is you get all this plastic surgery or you get all the fillers and everything, and so many of these even men or beautiful women, they you end up thinking they're older than they actually even are. Right. You're like, wait a minute. Why? you must be like 60 Mm. because you're getting all this work done Mm -hmm. they're only 50 Mm -hmm. but they they, 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 they try to prevent it so much that they end up looking actually older in a weird way you know so I don't know (laughs) yeah I go on
2: dates with girls and their lips are so big and they're like 28
1: and it's you're just like, like what
2: whoa it's i just, think
1: that's like once you start that once you start it's a slippery yeah. slope the problem is once you start it it goes out and then like people are getting all this reconstruction without like the surgery that stuff freaks me out they're putting all this goop in there and then like the goop you've seen horror stories where like oh yeah it makes a perfect jawline right and then like 6 months later it's in here mm. and they got like uh oh we'll, we'll we'll melt that and we'll put it back in here and then you spend the rest of your life just becoming like an
0: experiment you yeah. know right. so my girl had me watching that botched show oh yeah <sighs>
2: Dude, those really, things.
0: really, really gnarly well, stuff. Well, he's a
2: plastic surgeon on TV right. that fucks shit up.
0: Yeah,
1: kinda. Yeah, kinda.
0: It, it's pretty interesting, man. We've been we've been doing this podcast for a while. It's introduced us to like so many interesting people. Yeah, and uh, like w- when you have a career in show business for as many decades as you have, like <laughs> it is very rare to be so well-adjusted oh you know like it seems yeah. like you've really navigated it super well and uh yeah especially
2: you know, like 90s you know actors or mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. You did, right. I, I don't think i ever heard about you having like any sort of uh drug a, problem, drug no, problem okay. or, man,
1: you know man i never never got into the drug thing honest honest to goodness I I mean, we 90s, had uh, you know. jody sweeten on okay and okay and uh okay. cory feldman
0: yeah. cory feldman okay. right,
2: but on. i feel like are you guys a part of like a fraternity or soror, you know of, of like the 90s was a special time and you guys all had something to relate to it
1: was you know it's so weird man it it, it really was And like i said I, I knew all of them and i know all of them i just never ran in those circles yeah. i never did it i, I literally i loved my family. I love my brothers so much. We. I swear to God, I spent most of my time with them, and 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 I really did spend the other free time that I had with my best friends from Philadelphia, like Chris and and and, and Ryan, and just my guy, like my guys that I grew yeah. up with. I mm-hmm. and they would fly out. My cousin Neil. I would rather them fly out for the summer, and it was true. Chris would come out for two weeks. You know, um, Neil would come out for two three weeks, and then I would work a little bit in the summer, and then we'd go on a family vacation with my brother for two three weeks, and that was my summer. Mm-hmm. Like and and then other than that, I just it was work was my I drug, like I love to work. Still to this day, I love working. I love, you know, the opportunity to be successful, take care of everybody. I was, I never, drinking like, I mean, yeah, when I was 21 and stuff, sure, I drank, but I never, I never got to that place where I needed to drink. Still to this day, I can. I, I don't need a, a, an alcoholic beverage at all. I What yeah. I do need to do is work out. I, I, I do feel that. And uh, I use a lot of my own body weight, so I can do it at home now, which is great, especially mm-hmm. since the last two and a half years of mm-hmm. a nightmare. But uh, push-ups and pull-ups, a little light weight on my arms, that's it. And some light cardio. But honestly, like a nice hike or jumping jacks is all guys need. All this treadmill stuff is yeah, useless. Wow. So, yeah.
0: so uh, I, I really, really think that that's impressive. The whole we're gonna treat this career like little league. Yeah, you know, that's I, what it I've, was. I've never heard that, and I think that that just makes so much sense. And it's probably got a lot to do with with why you know you, you stayed on a the right track.
1: Hundred percent, hundred percent.
0: But at the same time, though, when you're in high school, even middle school, aren't you on the cover of like Tiger Beat? Everything. Like uh, mm-hmm. you're like you're like a teen. Yeah, teen throb. magazine. Talk about an understatement. I mean, this guy is still the most throbbing heartthrob ever. I don't think any of us can expect to look as good as Joey Lawrence, but what we can expect is to keep looking as good as we do right now for much longer if we just take care of ourselves and what we put in our bodies. Now, admittedly, I don't eat that great of a diet lately, but I don't have to worry too much because I'm filling in the gaps in my diet with athletic greens. This stuff is magic. It's absolutely delicious and one serving is loaded with 75 different vitamins and minerals and probiotics all kinds of healthy whole food sourced nutrition and it's absolutely delicious i religiously start every day with it by dumping one of these packets into 16 ounces of water swirling it up and i can do that on a totally empty stomach unlike all kinds of other supplements which aren't even delicious. This fills in the gaps in my diet, takes care of my nutrition, and it is delicious. Plus, if you go to athleticgreens.com slash stevo then with your first purchase you get five free travel packs of AG1 which again is what I use every morning plus an entire year supply of immune boosting vitamin D. Again, that's the deal that you get if you go to slash Stevo. So, dude, jump on that deal and let's get back to throbbing.
3: Yeah.
2: Like was,
0: you're, you're, you're like a teenage sex symbol, like it was heart throbbing. Pretty yeah, you had the flannel
2: wrapped around your waist. <laughs> it it like the high, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. You know, you look back, there was a decade there where. You know, uh, whenever I would travel, we'd have to travel with security. I really couldn't drive anywhere. You know, I was driven, which is, by the way, so weird because I love cars. I love to drive. I always love cars. ever since I was, like, two years old. I could I could literally name a car off, of, like, a door handle. I don't know why, but wow. I've been obsessed. <laughs> I collected Matchbox cars, went to the Borrego models, and then, you know, big cars when I could do that. But, um, and uh, it, it, it was a wild 10 years. I mean, it was amazing. You know, we do autograph signings. We go to, like, Paramus, New, New Jersey at a uh, Sam Goodies there, especially when my first record came out and stuff. And. You know, like like thirty thousand people would show up. Now Jesus. today you would hear about that in two seconds, but back then, you know, it took a little while. But right. that's the kind of crowds. I mean, we went to we went to and it was all over it was all over the world. I mean, it was not just here. So yeah. it was it was really a tremendous time. And yeah, but I never thought about it like it was just weird. I never got caught up in it. I, I was appreciative of it. Sometimes I didn't appreciate it enough actually, like exactly kind of what was happening, you know. Right. And uh you know um but but i never i never it never was my life i was always excited to do the work and then get done like not well, deal with it you
0: did know? you have uh, like girlfriends when you were in that phase like- i
1: did i did i i i had a girlfriend you know, um, for a long time that I met and then we were to kind of together for like five years during that, four mm-hmm. and a half, five years during that, which was rare. And then, um, and then dated a little bit and then, you know, like, look, I'm a, I'm a hopeless romantic. So, you know, uh, <laughs> married the wrong person when I was young, you know, like 22, it lasted like six months, 23, it lasted six months. And then I got back together with my high school sweetheart, believe it or not. And we got married and then 15 years went by. It was, it was when we were just, we just grew apart you know mm-hmm. unfortunately yeah. it makes me sad but just the way it works and just realize that's not the right person I have two beautiful daughters from that and I love my daughters and you know we share custody and I, I see them literally all the time and every day you know but uh, they are my life and I love them and uh, I pride myself on being the best dad that I can be but you know that bums me out because I wish that would have been right it just isn't you know my, my, my parents were married 30 years before they got divorced I don't know why <coughs> But uh, it just happens that way sometimes, it you know, man. It just happens. Yeah. It's a bummer, but that's just the way it works. So, you know, uh, definitely not perfect, dude. I mean, you, you know, you make your mistakes and stuff. But you know, I tried to mitigate those as much as possible. I think accountability, which was ingrained in me at a very young age just taking responsibility for the things you do uh, incorrectly (laughs) you know that's a big testament to sort of like realizing like hey man you're not perfect and I'm far from that so yeah, I think
0: think there's accountability and then there's just plain beating yourself up and I think you're giving yourself a hard time like hey dude like relationships don't don't they just don't yeah having
3: an amical divorce if that's your worst Thing, yeah. that's pretty good yeah for, yeah, yeah. for I especially mean, someone hey, in your
0: Louisiana
3: or yeah, exactly. come on j <laughs> no, good. you're still no, the that's... number one j I, I know I yeah.
1: know <laughs> you know what's crazy though is that it really you it's this this desire to get married young and have your kids young it really is weird because you really you really have a much better chance of meeting the right person when you're older because the, the pretense is gone and you know right. you know who you are and yeah. you know you've grown into who you are and they've grown into who they are you know yeah. I mean I was lucky enough to meet finally I think the right person for me you know, about uh, almost two years ago. You know, year and year and a half ago, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, she's amazing. You know, and 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 you just never you realize nothing is perfect, but you realize like wow, when it's right, that's what it is. It's like a best friend. You always grow up thinking like For opposites sure. attract. It's great that I have my thing, and she doesn't really know about my thing, and I have and she has her thing. Mm-mm, man, you actually want somebody that speaks the same language, has the same sense of humor. You can like be yourself around that when something's going down, like you actually want to talk to them, not like the specified friends that know who right. you are, mm-hmm. you know? Because yeah. that just divides like fissures in a relationship. Uh, she doesn't get it, so I'll talk to him and then I'll talk to her because they get it, you know? And then you're not really right. bonding with the very person that you're supposed to grow old with, you mm-hmm. know? So Definitely. it's really a misnomer that I think a lot of times we get caught up in, but uh, I've realized that late, <laughs>
0: you know? Yeah. for hey, yeah. to notice. So, so when, when did the, the, the music kick in?
1: Music was, believe it or not, First. That's what I love, which is why I was able to sing and dance on Oh, that's
0: why you were tap dancing on Johnny Carson's desk.
1: And then you had it a was, top one hundred billboard. Uh, it was like top nineteen album. It was a top nineteen album was a number it was number one on the on, on the, the single, the Nothing My Love Can't Fix was number it was a number yeah. one song and, and top five on Billboard. R and R was radio plays, right? And Billboard was, was sales. So it was top five on Billboard, number one on R and R. Uh it, it did really well, that first record. Um classic story happened with that where it just I'll just leave it at horrible mismanagement by the team and a lot of stealing and all that stuff that <laughs> left a terrible taste in your mouth, and then just kind of got shepherded Wait, into. When a, did you say
0: the team, is that the label? Or? Yeah,
1: it was just a bunch of the label and my personal music management, and just it was a big mess. It right. no, music, just it, leave it. music at, leave it management
2: in the '90s sounds uh,
3: awful?
1: It was especially just, for like a
3: pop star. Yeah, it's like it was just,
2: just, it, was just a, <laughs> it was just a it was
1: just a it was just a an embezzlement scheme waiting to happen. You yeah, know, if you yeah. didn't have the hawks out, and and my parents you know they learned on the fly my mom was not savvy about any of that stuff so and and, you know i i learned the hard way by basically having every mistake made you know um so anyway left a bad taste in my mouth we did a second record but i didn't want to and it didn't do well and then i just took a break because i just didn't want to do it but the first record did super good so we started releasing music again about three four i've always released every now and then a little song here and there but about Three years ago, seriously started to release some music again, and it's done really, really, really well. And um, this latest collab I did with Matthew Gerard, who's a great pop writer. He's written smash hits for everyone from Smash Mouth to Miley Cyrus to Kelly Clarkson to everybody. He really believed, and we started co-writing some stuff, and this newest stuff that I've been releasing has been crushing on Spotify and stuff, which is weird. So all of a sudden.
0: Wow. That's that's interesting. So So you had success? with music in the 90s out of the game. there very was much. no but before Napster before any like, of that oh and yeah and so there was just pure money yeah a- and then now like you come back and it's a completely different totally landscape different, man. yeah man and uh it's so weird and you say it's doing very well now but it but, is
1: you do it on streams you know it's just the barometer of doing well too is like right. I mean you know back then it's like right. I mean you 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 know a million records was like Good. That's pretty good. Million, man. Way to go. Platinum. Good job. You know, let's get to 2 million. Let's get to 3 million. Right. You sell a million records. To, I mean, you're a Dell. You know, like, there's very few people right. that even right. go half a million now. I mean, I yeah. mean it's right, crazy. Right, right. There's very few people. And it's only because people covet the actual, you know, physical item. Otherwise, they wouldn't do it either, you know? So, right. once we started giving away music, it's... Pfft, Changes everything. Yeah. I
0: mean, you're, you're counting for Adele to hit a million, like, an iTunes purchase. Like, like that's, right. it's not just right. the... the, the, the right. if, if you only counted the physical CDs, oh, then... then it'd be these,
1: nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'd be a mere but, fraction, yeah.
0: But without people actually purchasing music, you're still getting meaningful revenue from the Spotify.
1: You get it, but, but the volume has to be... V- great i mean mm-hmm. it has to be millions how, and millions of streams how you know, are you promoting
0: to, your music to to reach people Are there? you know
1: it's such and that's another crazy thing i mean you, you do it on your socials you know uh it goes viral those those things they take on a life of their own they're still trying to i mean look the whole world has been changing right the last three to five years has been a complete upheaval of pretty much everything uh, I mean, I and it's, it's going to continue i mean it's it's yeah. now look at what's oh, yeah. happening with You know, digital currency and NFTs. uh, Are you into that? My brother is obsessed with it. My middle brother, Matt. um, He's just a... He's been, uh, you know, diving in deep to all that stuff. I am just like... Man, I don't know. I mean, I... How many
0: brothers do you have? You have two?
1: I have two younger brothers. Yeah. Two younger brothers. Yeah, Matt, you know, who uh, just turned 42 yesterday, and my brother, Andrew, who's 34, so...
0: Andrew, 34, is the director? He's a
1: director. He's the one that directed... The uh, Lifetime movie? The Lifetime movie that I met my fiancé on, by the way, which is crazy, because I've never, ever, like, worked with someone and, like, dated them. Like, Never. I never did that and this was crazy because my brother put together this movie he wrote it and and it w- and i was like okay he asked me to do it and i said all right and then the last minute the actress they had set it was in the middle of covid you know the actress they had set so we were all i didn't nobody knew anything you know so i was like all right let's just be chill let's just be careful the last minute she traveled or something and then you know obviously that was like no we can't do it so they had to recast i didn't even have time to i didn't know who it was i was like what i was going on the set hadn't seen a picture nothing i was like andy You're killing me, dude. If this is anybody but you, like, there's no way I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. No way. So I was a little bit of a brat going in there because he's my baby brother, and I was like, I'm doing you a solid, man. I don't even know who I'm working with. And she was your on-screen romance? Yes. So yes, I was the bad guy, but yes, she was, I was the one that was trying to swindle her money, and then she ends up with the right guy. But yes, Uh. so, but it was our movie, yeah. So, um, and, uh, Day one, I come in there, you know, with, I'm always a pro, but I came in there with, like, brotherly attitude, you know, like, uh, let's do it, you know. <laughs> so, you know, and the first scene, of course, which I was so pissed off, was a scene when we were in bed, and you know, and I had to, like, share a bed. I'm like, this is ridiculous, bro. I am so pissed at this schedule. You know, he's like, just do it.
0: <laughs> and I, you know, I nah, swear to God. Yeah, me. please. You got so I get in, in
1: there and she and she cracks a joke because she's one of the funniest people that I've ever met. And uh, she's like that, what's, what's up attitude? You know, and I was like, what? <laughs> Who is this? You know? And lo, and lo and behold, man, like three weeks goes by and she's literally the coolest person I ever met. You know? And then like, you know, 18, 19, 20 months later, it's like it's been the greatest 19 months of my life, especially coming out of. You know, a tough time. You know, divorce. Yeah. And, you know, the divorce is funny because people hear divorce and they see a filing date, and you know that's the end of it. You know, they don't realize that right, right, two, right, three, right. four years before then. So it's so funny because so many times they hear like, "Oh, well, he got divorced and you know, uh, or filed for divorce in June, and by you know November yeah, he's that, dating <laughs> someone else." And you're the like,
0: ink, "The ink wasn't even dry." Right, yeah. right, yeah. right. Don't you love that. <laughs> it's like you know. So I'm like, "Well, wait
1: a minute. First of all, November that's like five and a half months, and but more than that." It's five right. years. Right. You know, I mean, you know, they don't time. see the deterioration and how yeah, right. and the pain and the ups and downs from everybody involved in that relationship, both yeah. sides. You know, so uh, that's what kills me. But at any rate, it's been the greatest nineteen months, and Amazing. I'm very blessed and thankful for that. Well. And
0: and the the lifetime. But movie, Andy directed
1: that deadly deed. He directed yeah. that and wrote that.
0: So it's, that was uh, so. There's a lifetime movie, and that's different from the Amazon movie.
1: Yes. Then he put together. We put together a, a little Christmas film that we sold to Amazon called Mistletoe Mix Up which was my brother Matt had the had the lead in that. I was a supporting character in that because we try to do things together when we can. Yeah. We actually haven't worked together. We had a big show together called mm-hmm. Brotherly Love and did a bunch of TV movies together and then for like Literally 15, 17 years. You know, it's the classic thing. Like we couldn't get on the same page to work together. So we always hung out, but you know, like we were doing our own thing. So and then you kind of get to a point. Where you're like, I guess like the Jonas Brothers. Like you know, they broke apart, right? Didn't want to record, yeah. and and then all of a sudden, even after Nick had all that success, he's like, I kind of would rather just do it with my brothers. You know? Yeah. So that's kind of like what we do. Is like when it makes sense, we kind of like working together. So we Super just do cool.
0: it. So there was one Jonas brother that was like
1: Nick. More, Nick more broke out. Oh,
3: Nick for sure is the Nick most. Successful. for sure. Yeah. He's I been mean, like a judge on The Voice. Like he's he's Nick. Yeah, I
0: mean, Nick had
1: ah. massive hits by himself. Yeah. Now, Joe Jonas did as well with D- DNCE. He had a couple of oh, hits, yeah, yeah. remember Kicked by the Ocean, and stuff yep. like that. But, but Nick, I mean, had like two, in my opinion, <laughs> so, I love pop music. He had two great solo records. And so did Nick's not like need. Alec Baldwin. He's
0: Nick's like that. <laughs> yeah. So he certainly didn't
1: in a business sense need to go back and record with his brothers. Right. It's like Justin, I don't know if he'll ever go back with Sync, but he certainly doesn't need to. You right. know? Right. Um, and Nick did because and I love that. I, lo- I always root for those guys because I love the fact they truly do love each other. You know yeah. what I mean? And so do my bros and I we love each other and so that's why we started working together again and we said let's just have some fun man this world's crazy I don't know and what's going yeah. on so during COVID we're like let's just work together you know and we did it and it was like the number one holiday movie on Amazon so we're gonna do a sequel to that which is fun Sweet. and uh and then my fiance and I was the first time I've ever done this we wrote a script together a romantic comedy in the vein of like uh you know when Harry met Sally like a throwback sort of dialogue driven rom-com with edge mm-hmm. and um and we sold it to uh Tubi well, what's Fox and their streamer Tubi, and we're going to shoot it over the summer. And I and I and I had them hire Andy to direct it. So oh, nice.
3: yeah, cool. that's really cool. What was the dynamic like originally when you like? Because you're you're already kind of famous, right. And your younger brothers are like, we want to act too, right? Or? Yep. They were That's just like, we want was. to be like Joey, yep, of course, pretty right? pretty much. And you so, were like, don't do it.
1: I was like, don't do it. You'll never live up to it, guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Forever you got in no. my massive <laughs> five-foot-nine shadow. Right. right. Um, so was it, like,
3: really competitive? Were you like, let me help you guys out? I was, How was that?
1: I was basically doing anything I could. You know, I, I never thought about it as competition, you know? Um, so I, I just didn't. I mean, they, I put them on the shows that I was on and, you know, and then they got their own shows cause they, you know, they were on their own vehicles because they're really good. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and it, we, we, always did that. Always. Was there
3: any like advice you had for them? I mean, you had avoided a lot of trappings just anyway. Just by example. So, I just led yeah. by
1: example, you know? Uh, and my brothers are a little rowdier than I am, you know, but I, I, I always a lead by example. A little rowdier. Yeah. Oh yeah. Andy's like, Andy's like the rock and the rock and roll guy, you know? and in, you know, yeah, so uh, they always, uh, you know, they, they. Uh yeah, they were just a little more rambunctious than me, you know, but I was like Grandpa Joe. I don't know why, you know, uh-huh. but I just never... I was always into sports and just, I don't know, man, school and working. I love to work. I love to be clear-headed. I, I never like rolling you know, onto a set, like, out of my mind. I would see it so many times from my peers, just going like, how are you going to function today, bro? What, how mm-hmm. late were you up? What were you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, right. so for me, mm-hmm. even to this day, like, when I have... If I have a 7 a.m. call, I'm up at 4, I take a shower, work out, eat breakfast, and then I come to set. I'm, I'm ready. I don't need to, like Make me somebody before I could roll the set. I just never approached it that way, you know? So it's like a sports thing. You got to be prepared, you know? So that's where I come from.
2: We've had a ton of Dancing with the Stars alumni. Okay. And you guys are both uh, Dancing with the Stars alumni. It's great.
0: Yeah. That's right, dude. I I was on there. That's right, dude. What what, what year did you do that? I did it. It was season.
1: Three. Holy it was shit. a massive season because it was just you know that was I mean the ratings were insane that year right uh, I think they were getting like 20 they were averaging 20 million or something like that in with episode. Emmett Smith it was Emmett and Mario and I turned in Mario Lopez and, yeah. right. and I turned into this oh, yeah. like, like <laughs>
2: dance off it was
1: like a th- it was like a trio and we were <clears> all <throat> really competitive I think the first week like we got we got Triple tens like consecutively week after week after week <laughs> after each other. So, it, it was like I think Mario did it first, and then I did it, and then Emmett did it, and then it was on. So we all got to the finals, and then Emmett won. You know, <clears throat> but it was it turned into this massive thing. So we, you know they they still do the Dancing with the Stars tours, but they're much diminished from. I mean we went on a stadium right. tour. So wow. when I wow. toured. It was, and it was myself and Joey Fatone and Drew Lachey and Joey McIntyre and Emmett, and we literally—I mean, we sold out Staples Center for three nights. Wow! So that's how big the tour was. Holy it was, shit! I had a bus that was, believe it or not, the bus that they that I got to travel around in. We each had our own buses. I mean, I—I I had never done anything like this because even when I toured for my music, I had to do it by plane because I was doing show my show, so I could never go on like a tour. So mm-hmm. I flew over to London and I toured and I flew, but I never did like the bus tour. Mm-hmm. So I Sounds like wow. oh man. They built a bus, I guess, for Jennifer Lopez, right? This crazy cool bus. She I guess then got pregnant, and, like postponed her tour for a minute. So I got this brand new, like, multi million dollar bus Pretty and most. it was yeah, it was crazy, dude. Like I mean, flat screens. It was. I never. I actually. And they put us. They treated us so good. But they. We always stayed at like whatever the best hotel was. There were so many nights where even if there was like a Four Seasons there, I was like, I'm just gonna stay on my bus, dude.
0: That's what I do. I love
1: this bus. I don't wanna. (laughs) Yeah. Why would I get out of my bus? Like I love it. I showered. I got my TV on. I'm. You know. I don't need it. So, 18 months on and off, we toured, and it was the coolest 18 months. It was so much fun, dude.
3: And the show is like you would come out and do a dance
1: or something. Yeah. So basically, what we do is. We'd each have our solo dances that were like fan favorites, mm-hmm. and then we'd have group when numbers. You
0: say solo dances, but with your partner, with our
1: partners, right? right. So mine was Edita Slawinska, who's not on the show anymore, but she was fantastic, um, and. We, I, we, Intermittently They would like Stagger our things You know And we would And we would Come out And we would uh, Scam likely uh, don't, you, don't, you know, don't, don't you know These new things Scam likely mm-hmm. like. It should be Scam definitely <laughs> yeah, It's not yeah. likely Likely a scam uh, Yeah uh, likely. You know But, but anyway, So we would come out And they'd like Stagger us So I'd do my My solo number And then M- And then Mar- And then we'd have Like a group number With the three of us Which no one had ever Seen before mm. And then they'd have Company numbers We had Ray Chu And a crew That was our band We had like A massive It was like a pop tour It was wow. not We had rigs. They we had eighteen trucks, they loaded us in. Whoa. I mean literally yeah. it was like a Bieber tour. It was yeah. that big. And, and wow.
0: I gotta believe that the uh the tour was for you far more lucrative than being on the show.
1: Way more. Yeah. Yeah. Back then they were it was okay, but they exponentially they've realized to get talent they have to pay a lot more. You know, back but the right, tour right, right. we knew what had happened. So and they the more
0: they're paying then still the numbers are gonna go down, I think. That's what happens. I, I, yeah. I got in pretty early. I was on Dancing on the Stars uh, with... Um, what season were you on? I, I, I was on Dancing with the Stars in 2009. Okay, in, in the very so beginning. you got in early
1: because I was in six. Yeah. So you were like season six. Yeah. Seven, uh, right.
0: Um, so, so we got new music coming out. We're going yeah. to let everybody know about this. Cool. Yeah, uh, Where how, can they get
1: it? Uh, well, they can get it everywhere. They can get it on Spotify. They can get it on iTunes. Um, they can get it on Amazon Music. Um, They're typing in J-La? they type in Joey Lawrence yeah. yeah, let's get yeah. your J-Law yeah. SEO number one I swear one. I said one day I've been asked this question Are you ever going to do a with uh, Jennifer Lawrence I said I'd love to do a movie with Jennifer Lawrence because literally they said the, the poster's got to be J-Law just one J-Law or just one just J-Law, just J-law one. and then just <laughs> arrows yeah so uh, but yeah so you can get it every, everywhere um, we've released a lot of singles and Guilty which is this little five song LP that I did with Matthew Gerard is, is going to be coming out in its entirety uh, at the end of February so oh. Cool. Yeah.
0: Do you um? Ha, are you the one putting like? That just, presumably, you have music videos.
1: We actually, you know, it's a weird thing because you don't really need music videos. We had to see how it was going to do. So I think we're going to record. I'm going in actually next week to record a brand new song with Matthew that I that I wrote with him called Bullshit, which is going to be I know it's BS, but Bullshit is the name, and it's it's I've never done anything like that, but it just it, it, it's a cool little vibe. That's so, the
0: edgiest thing you've ever done in your career. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, BS. Yeah, yeah, and it's called BS. Yeah, well, you know, man, it's
1: just so a weird greasy, for me. But, uh... I mean, like, you know, it's just such a crazy thing to. The 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 amount of expletives in music today is qu- I know I sound a hundred but it's mind blowing. I have two daughters, you know. I have a right. I have an almost sixteen year old daughter and 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 a and a almost twelve year old daughter. I mean, dude, like. I- like I grew up, you know. I mean, it, it is nothing like Ludacris and Snoop, and I mean, it is nothing compared to those guys that I grew up with. I mean, it is it is astounding. Uh, I
0: mean, like the Ghetto Boys were pretty. Yeah, they were. But early. I mean, this was. No, but, but I filth, think it's the actual. The I think it's filthiness. the sentiment. It's not necessarily the words. Because I'm
1: not. I'm not. A, right. I, look, I'm from East Coast. I mean, I grew up on sets. I got a mouth like a trucker. But, but it's it's the actual sentiment. It's not really the words. Edge right. is great. You know, like, go fuck yourself. whatever. I'm cool with that. But it's the the way they speak it, especially since I have daughters, like I'm just like, oh my god. I mean, some of these lyrics right. are, right, astoundingly wild that mm-hmm. that would be, and then these little girls are singing them. Yeah, and you're going like, are right, you? right, I always right. tell my daughters like, do you hear what you're singing?
2: Yeah, they they panned when the whoever did the the wet ass pussy song, and then you panned to the audience, and it's like nine year old girls in there singing it with their mom <laughs> and like, like and I'm cool and I'm cool, but
1: it, like at some point you're going like. Wow! Is like like how, how the fuck? Right? How did the fucking? T- I mean, wow! That is that's crazy because, like, I'm I'm all for you know like like I mean I, I grew up in a house full of women so I'm I, you know and I mean I raised a house full of women so my mother was like the dominant figure in my house so strong women is amazing but I'm like how does this sort of lend itself to that whole narrative? I remember, like, I remember when strong was, uh... women. We got to support, respect, and then like wow, it's crazy. But right. you know, look, it's not for me to say if they can do what they want, obviously, and they have not done a success with it, and they're really catchy, so I get it, but. Boy, do I I fall into that old dad fart vibe where I'm like, hey, what the hell is? It? No, 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 no. <laughs> nope. So they <laughs> right. have like dads' playlists now yeah. where they go, I gotta skip this one because you're not gonna let me play it. I'm like, you're so right. I'm not funny, gonna let you so play that in my car. But hopefully they'll like me right. for it when they're old. They hate me. You know, they 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 don't think it's cool now. But so many times, my parents or my grandparents, especially my grandfather, <clears> did, did things, and I was like, man, what? And but when I grew up, I was like, wow, dude, you were so right. Well, I remember I remember sure.
2: when we bought the the Chronic. Uh, 92 album and like my dad saw it and he's like the marijuana leaf and then he's like and it's parental advisory and he threw in the trash you (laughs) know it's like i know i grew up when the parental advisory
1: meant something right of course course. do you know that i i had a very similar experience like that because a buddy of mine turned me on to andrew dice clay okay (laughs) in seventh grade when he he had that
0: sentiment there dice don't hurt him right
1: and Little boy blue. He needed the money.
2: That's right. I still know them all.
0: I literally could do them all for you right now.
1: Anyway, so in seventh grade, I'm back in school, right? Fully submerged, right, in school, and we're going on a coal country trip because Philadelphia's. We're going to go to coal country, overnight trip. And my buddy Ross, no joke. I don't even know where Ross is. I lost touch with that. I don't know where Ross is, but he was a good friend of mine in seventh grade, and he's on the bus ride. We got like three hour bus ride. He goes. joey i'm like yeah he's like you heard this new comedian i'm like no but i love comedy you know he's like great he's like listen to this and for three hours dude i memorized that entire both sides of that mm-hmm. tape, okay? When he was like, what the fuck, so some chick was sucking my, you know, I mean, it's like, I mean, yeah. fuck you, fuck ball, you know, this whole thing. Little Bo Peep <laughs> fucked his sheep, blew a horse, licked his feet, shaved his ass, so very nice, tongued his balls not once, but <laughs> <or> twice. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm gonna embarrass everybody that's listening, especially my family, my family, oh God, Joe. Well, they are still doing it for my brothers, and they're like, Joe, really, shut the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> you know, right? yeah. Um, anyway, so I get home, and my dad picks me up from the bus stop, <laughs> I swear to God, and he's like, my dad loved comedy, so, I was like, Dad. He's like, how had the trip. It was great. But guess what? I found this new comedian. He's like, no way. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, can we go to Sam Goody? He's like, I'm taking my son to get a comedy tape. Absolutely. Because he always tried to get me to listen to like George Carlin. But I, I didn't uh-huh. get it. So, I, And that, George Carlin's amazing. But. 12 I was like I don't sure you know, it's okay you know I, I like daddy Murphy and stuff you know so he was like great let's do it comedy fantastic so we go in there Andrew Dice Clay this sounds great so he puts it in I swear to God in the first line it's like Dice Dice he's like so I was fucking some chick my dad goes okay what the fuck what is this I swear to God nope 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 he popped the thing out just what your dad did he's like absolutely not
2: That's
1: yeah but still to this day I remember I know it all
3: yeah. But he's like sitting there like, can't we just listen to Carlin, which is also like it is, dirty but, and, but, you know. But again, yeah. it was
1: like a whole new, Dice was a I whole know. new, he was a whole new
3: level yeah, of like. Exactly. which so is like what the songs are now. Right, right, yes, right, yeah. right, right, yes,
0: right. Yes, It's like the wet
3: ass pussy of his day. He was. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He was. And you're like, girls, can't we just put on a song or something? <laughs> you, know, like, you
1: become your parents. Yeah. When you have children, I think you do. It's yeah. not that I'm like my parents. I mean, I am in certain regards, but the ch- my kid, like, I just go, and, you know, you become like a fart, man, like, like a fart. And I, I, I try not to be. I think I'm pretty cool in a lot of ways, but that stuff, I just feel like it's my duty to just at least say, this is inappropriate, you know? Right, and at now, least I give them that, that, yeah. Yep. And I do. I mean, they listen to it. I don't, like, ban it, but I just sure. go, this is, li- just listen. All the masses just really take in what they're saying. <laughs> right. I'm like, I- yeah, great beat. I don't care, you
0: know. I think there are a lot of, like, child stars and, and kind of stars in general whose work is like very clean and family friendly but the, the stars themselves are not you Bob know, like Saget. Bob yeah yeah, yeah i was gonna example, say yeah you know?
2: yeah and, yeah. and
0: it, it seems like uh i i really get the sense that that you're the work you did in your career was all very family friendly and that that's genuinely who you were yeah. in, in your life yeah I, I am look man I, I mean
1: yes really. I, I love that I, yeah I'm not I don't I don't have that underbelly side. You know, kind of what you right. see is what you get. Like I said, I'm not a perfect guy. You know, I, I got drunk off my ass a lot in my 20s, but I never got involved in those situations where it went too far. You know, right. um, I always had an awareness. My mom told me what you put into your body think about it, it has nothing to do with me. If you're at these parties and there's drugs flowing around, there's a lot of, if you do that to you, there's a chance that you can die. I love you, I don't want it to happen, but you're not doing it for me. You're doing it for you. And that struck me such a chord to me and I don't know what it was but when it was presented to me and there were several opportunities where it was you know and, and rampantly obviously you know being famous and as famous as I was and you know I mean, it was everywhere you know mm-hmm. and I just was like I got actually off on saying no I really did I was like I don't need to bro get out of my fa- dude have fun, I'm not doing it, I'm not doing it. <laughs> and I just, because I wanted to go to the gym in the morning, I didn't want to screw up my gym schedule, I didn't want to mess up my work schedule, I was, mm. you know, getting up and driving my brother to school and then driving to the set and, you know, doing my work, and then, you know, I would get a work in on the, on the uh, lunch break, you know, so like, I, I don't Jesus. know, I just and did that.
0: <laughs> Being a, a heart on the cover of Heart Throb Magazine's yeah. just the opportunity to act out sexually that you had yeah. and you didn't take advantage <laughs> I mean, of that. Like, I mean. It, you know, that's where I kind of feel mad at you. Well <laughs> right? and you know what? My best buddy does too. Dave, if you're listening,
1: he's like, Man, we became best friends at about I was like about seventeen or eight or I was actually I was about eighteen, right? And he was like my God. If I just met you five years ago, you know? And yeah, it, well, yeah. Uh, but you know, he, uh, he look. comes
2: over, he's like, let's get fucked up and get some pussy. And you're uh-huh. like, no, I didn't go to the gym like, right now. Dude, we got to focus. <laughs> yeah. We got goals,
1: what? man. We got goals. <laughs> no, uh, no, look, look, I mean, look, there was, there was, there was opportunity, you know, uh, you know, there was some fun that I had for sure, but I never, I never, I mean, there was, you know, there was amazing experiences that I was able to have where I'm like, I cannot believe this person like likes me, you know. know. I can't believe I'm kissing this person. But, you know, it was just, I mean, I never, it never got out of control. Let me just put it that way. I never, it it was never in a situation where I allowed myself to just be out of control. I didn't know what I was doing. I always wanted to be aware of what I was doing. Yeah. Yeah. Like,
0: Scott and I, for sure, probably not, Paul, but Scott and I, we're we're that, we're like, we're we're both sober alcoholics. We're both, like, you know, super, like, you know... Crazy histories of acting out sexually, and I think that the dynamic for for us and for you know a lot of guys, if not most guys, is that you know there, there's something about the conquest of you know, a sexual conquest mm. that, where, where it's, that, that validates you. I know. You know, it's that like validates finding you. Finding your
2: identity know, you like, yeah, like yeah, that. If, it's all if wrong. It's if you can, so if, wrong.
0: If you can hook up with a chick, then that, then that mm. somehow boosts your self-worth. When in reality, like having, like, promiscuous sexual encounters does not increase one's self-worth. It depletes it, mm-hmm. you know? And right. and it seems that, like, right. the more you act out trying to validate yourself, you're actually just driving, you know, you're... You're digging
2: making, deeper and like, deeper into a hole. Yeah, I, like like well, what
0: what what girl wants to you know live happily ever after with the guy who humped five hundred chicks? You know? Like and, and, and that's that's where yeah. guys are considering that validation. Yeah. And it sounds like you just Scott and I were not secure in who we were right. you know like right. we, we had very, we were very insecure and that's why we wanted to act out right. and I just get the sense again that that you were very secure in who you were and you didn't need to do that
1: I think so I was very secure in that area for sure you know when it came to being unfortunately being on TV and doing everything I overanalyze myself a lot you know like I get insecure about my actual self mm. you know like you know is, is my hair okay or you know, are the eyebrows too much is the beard too much <laughs> your I, hair is just fine no but I mean <laughs> you're you know, perfect but no but no but <laughs> yeah. no but no, but I, mean, I would, I would always get, I would always get really, in, really insecure about that, you yeah. know. Um, so I think I took it on myself, like about how I looked, my, my first, my personal being was, were the clothes okay, everything like that. Mm. I, it never, but I, and, and that I obsessed over, you know, I was worried about more than yeah. about being, you know, like, you know, perfect or trying to be okay or close to perfect, you know, mm-hmm. which is impossible and nobody should be. And actually, it's much more attractive to not be perfect, you know. So, but I think that because I started so young and I was in a system where you you were in a grind man i mean but coming out of the 80s 90s it was like there was no get out of jail free card and nobody you know gave you like puppies when you were upset you know what i mean like yeah. if you didn't do your job you were fired you mm-hmm. know like and yeah. there's a brutality to that but i don't think going as far as we've gone on the other side which is being too soft is good either there's a middle ground which is great mm-hmm. you got to be accountable you got to take responsibility for your actions everything is not somebody else's fault you know if you right. don't step up there's right. a, there's the world is if you don't do your job and you work for a boss and he he thinks or she thinks some way you have to step in line with that you work for them yeah. now maybe one day you'll be the boss right but this thing like i can do what i want even though i work for you that didn't fly when i was growing up i mean you got yeah. fired you know so right. that to me i think i then took it personally and was like I, I gotta be perfect all the time and that's where i became insecure but not with not with right. uh, yeah, you know yeah not with like notches on your belt or whatever that old horrible right, saying right, right. is you know to like to, 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 right. to, to, to like make myself feel better yeah. about myself you know my, my self worth came from just the kind of work I did if I felt good about it and the way I treated my family and, and the right. way I treated my friends you know that's where my self it's self-worth. cool
3: that ownership you talk a lot about like ownership <coughs> and the way your mom put like drug use she was like don't do it for me it's like th- yeah. it's you it's you your decision you'll just you're only hurting yourself she and it was told like, me
1: so many things about that stuff even like sharing food and stuff She's like, you know you wanna, you wanna get cold sores go ahead man you know suck down all the you know you wanna swap spit god knows what you're gonna get mouth one of the dirtiest things on the planet you know so I was like but you know and for me it was like Yeah, like you really want to know somebody so that you can ask questions, you know? Like, hey, you know, uh, you have any weird, like, mouth shit going on? You know, because I really like you. You know, instead of just going,
0: just diving in and going, like two weeks later, like, what the fuck is it? Oh my, you know? Yeah. Like,
1: I was so worried about that shit, you know? So, yeah. Scott, if,
0: Scott and I were like, a- ask no questions, <laughs> act out as much as possible, and then be like, in the grips of terror over what well, have I done. Yeah, and you know And what? I'm a germaphobe. You know what?
1: I had friends like that. <laughs> yes. But I had yes. friends like that that would call me crying, going like, I don't know what the fuck, dude. I know I'm getting something. And, you know, no, n- n- more times than not, they didn't. But, right. like, there were a few times when my friends were like, oh shit, you know? And it, right. unfortunately, Look, everybody goes through their own things, but that's the journey of life, and that's what it is. But, man, if you can prevent some of it, like, prevent it. Yeah. Try. You know, yeah. do your best. <laughs> yeah, sure. fuck.
0: Well, I, I know we got to let you go, dude. Let's uh, promote some, <clears throat> some stuff for you. we got, sure. we got the socials. Let's, let's let them know what that is. Yeah,
1: I am, uh, well, it's at Joey Lawrence on uh, Instagram. and. Twitter and I actually uh, Joey Lawrence on TikTok which I just started wow nice I just brand my my daughter's like dad what do you gotta do it and so I was like alright I'll try so we put up a couple brand new things on TikTok, uh, sure. and uh, yeah, you know, look, the socials are doing all right, I I have a very loyal fan base, as you know, uh-huh. it's like, these numbers, they're so bloviated so many times, you hear these numbers, like, oh, 50 million, you know, 80 million, but you look at engagements, they'll, like, put something out, right, like, nobody cares, so, you know, right. I got, like, I got, like, you know, like, 400,000 on Facebook, I have, like, you know, 250,000 on IG, I got, you know, you know, that's what, it is. Twitter's another, like, 350,000, but like when we put out a single like you know 85,000 downloads so like people are my fans are really 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 engaged because I never hired a company to do it it was all myself I haven't been doing it that long and it's growing now exponentially I think because I'm talking about it and like putting up videos my my lady is great with that she's helping me do that because I never showed any other like I was always afraid to like be myself (laughs) on that thing be stupid and just be goofy and I love to mess around and just do dancing and
0: you know and so she dudes, we, do you break out the tap shoes
1: yeah yeah well, i'm gonna do that
0: i'm gonna do that that's actually <laughs> dude, a good idea dude, it's gotta be on reenacted
2: the do you have like a do you have an old there, clip of not, it not do, not and, put, and then on tiktok do, do I well. wish, nobody, dude do nobody nobody filmed oh, the audition didn't yeah.
1: filmed the audition man i wish i did but nobody yeah. nobody nobody Ugh. did you know it was actually the 29th anniversary of of my first number one hit coming out it was uh two. it was on the 9th so just for the hell of it, like we intercut, I put it on TikTok, we intercut a little bit, vi- my actual music video that was on. And then I recreated that now just for nice. a second, but as oh, myself. Yeah. yeah. And it did super great. It I did amazing. It. So anyway, stuff like that's fun. And just letting people know, because even though I've been around a long time, they very few people know about actually my personal sure. stuff. They don't really know. You know, I was old school. You kept <laughs> that private. So right. I'm just Mystery. now sort of embracing the fact that I can be... You know, a little more, uh, you know, vulnerable and sort of expose some of that stuff right. that I feel comfortable with. You know, yeah, so. and
0: I would encourage you to make music videos too.
1: I'm going to. I know yeah. that is something. I think for BS, we're going to actually, which will especially be especially with yeah. The, yeah. the
0: director brother. I yeah, think I know. The, you
1: know, no, we're going to. We this was a test run. A lot of people invested. You know, um, you know, Matthew invested a lot to bring this to life, and I think he wanted to see if it had some legs, and it's got legs. So now is like phase two. That's why we just cool. did a five song, uh, and now we're going to do five five more. Right, so, yeah. Smart.
0: And, uh, you know, the Christmas movie on yeah, Amazon. Yeah, Mistletoe but... Mixup Mix-Up
1: is still on Amazon. It's going to be great. Uh, Frankie Meets Jack will be on Tubi next year. Uh, and uh, we're doing a brand new series, which I... I will only say that it's really exciting. It's it's the team from The Wedding Crashers, which I've always loved. Uh, and uh, it is a back with the brothers again. In a nice. total, But as grown-ass men uh, for the first time in 20 years. Wow. And uh, it's single camera, and it is super, super good, man. It's really funny and really edgy, and I think people are going to be. But yet we're not. like It's it's very vulnerable and edgy and funny all at the same time, and I think Sick. people are going to like it. I love it, man. It. It's been but, yeah. a
0: real pleasure talking same to you, Same here, brother. brother. Yeah, yeah, I've been a fan for a long time, dude. Yeah, well, thank you, man. Yeah, dude. J Yeah, Yeah, dude. Let yeah, introduce the guys. This is Scott Randolph, and I wouldn't say the gorgeous Paul Brisky, but with nah, you and the man. Nah, no, no, so. he is.
3: Yeah, wow. He is, man. The is, mediocre man. Paul Brisky.
1: Right awesome no, that really was great, man. Thank thanks. You. I appreciate it, brother. Truly. Thanks for the opportunity, man.
0: There it is, dude. I really liked Joey Lawrence, man. And um, I wonder, should I just say that next week we know it's going to be. His most famous co-star. Oof, I said it. I said it. We might have the host of Jeopardy. <laughs> is that too much?
3: I mean, that gave it away completely, but well, that's cool.
0: That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're doing it. I it. Yeah, and okay, KD, we're riding it. We're riding with it, dude. I'm in a good mood. I, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna rock it. And uh, what can I say, dude? As I sit here, it's the night before this comes out, and that is. Thursday, March 10th, which is the night of the biggest show of my life, dude. I'm so stoked. I'm nervous. I'm going to be in a 1,500-seat theater with people in the audience like Spike Jones, like Knoxville, like my people, bunch of celebrities, industry executives. Woof! It's time for me to flex like how far I've come in this uh, live comedy game. So if you're in L.A. and you're... It's Thursday, dude. Fucking try and squeeze in there. Get in there, dude. Baby. Come on. Thanks, dudes.